Welcome back to the Starting Five Podcast on SP Nation Greasy Bear Blues. I am the one P Shark. What's going on, everybody? I guess it's grits and crying season for the Grizzlies so far this season. But uh, I'm at underscore Scott on Twitter as always. Looks like we're running the three man weave today. This shit got tripped. <laughs> staff with Dylan Brooks Island. And I don't hear Jerry fans talking about Unicorn after this past Friday. So as my name <laughs> says, easy come, easy go. <laughs> Uh, we'll say too soon, but no, it's not. It's not too soon. But <laughs> <laughs> shout out the whole lineup. What we always do every week: we review the previous week, we uh, give our player of the week, and preview the upcoming week. So this last week we had three games: back to back home games against the Nuggets, and uh, away game at the Wizards, Washington Wizards on Friday night. Uh, we won both home games against the Nuggets. I was I think me and Skyler were both at the uh, first one on Monday, then uh, the Wednesday game. We had 20-point lead, blew it, uh, and found a way to win at the end. Jaron Jackson Jr. finally had uh, his coming out party, so to say, uh, in his first, like, I guess, huge game this season that he had. That was his best game he's had this season. And then Friday night in Washington, um, don't know what happened, but we lost by 28 points, um, so or 38 points. Let me make sure I'm doing my mail correctly. It was too many. You're right. It's it too many. Too many. But what are y'all thoughts about the two and one week? Um, I know that the the outcome of the Grizzlies Wizards game on Friday wasn't ideal, but uh, we want to you know lean on the side of optimism. I thought the games against the Nuggets um, at the FedEx Forum on, on uh, I think Monday and Wednesday were actually pretty good. Um, you know. Um, John Morant got it going late, in, um, I think late in the game to kind of, you know, seal the game. So he was he was really good. He was spectacular. Um, and then to your point, Sharky, um, Triple J, he came out and, you know, had uh, one of a, a really good performance. I'll say that he had a really good performance. So you we all, I think, at least maybe thought that, you know, OK, we got back to back wins, uh, wins against the Nuggets, too. You know, they're shorthanded um, without Jamal Murray, but still they're still. Um, a respectable team um, in the in the Western Conference, and to to get two wins against them, and especially that that second game, we again, Sark, you said we were up twenty, um, and we still found a way to close out the game and win. I always say, you know, always be closing ABC, so we were able to get that win. So I'm grateful for that. Um, and then we just kind of you know laid an egg against the Washington Wizards, who I thought that was a game that we definitely could have um, we could have grabbed. I think last week when we when we did our predict, uh, predictions, I think that was one of the – can't remember if I predicted that we would win a game or lose a game. Nonetheless, um, still going into the game, you would think that that's a game that the, the Grizzlies could take, um, that uh, that they could win that game, especially with Washington, that they had lost two or three straight um, going into the game. And for us to lose in the fashion that we did isn't – you know, it's not good, it's not ideal. But, again, we went 2-1 on the, on the week, so I'm not even mad at that. I'll take it. Yeah, uh, well, before I start, I think we want to get – I'm going to give kudos to Sheedy uh, and I believe CJ from Grind City Media last week. I think the, they were the two guys that picked us to lose the game to the Wizards and win both games at home against Denver. Uh, to Scholar's point, um, Denver was kind of a measuring stick to kind of see where you are. I know it's still early in the Western Conference as far as where you're looking to try to be at. Um, you got a great game from Job, but I think uh, also another person that deserves some credit there in the first game on Monday is Tyus Jones, who chipped in 17 points off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, let me make sure that's correct because I know <laughs> – let me fact check myself because I think that was the case. 
Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Game. Yeah, 17, 17 off the bench for for Tyus Jones, um, in that game, and then of course in the second game on Wednesday, yeah, you blew a twenty point lead, but um, Denver is Denver regardless if Jamal Murray is in the lineup or not, they're still formidable. So you kind of knew at some point that they were going to make a run. Uh, of course, Jaron Jackson Jr. stepped up major, as you can see, uh, twenty two points, eight rebounds. Um, to kind of put the game away for Memphis in the second half. And Friday, I like we said, the Grizzlies just laid an egg here. Uh, this was a prime opportunity for the Grizzlies to get the wins. I believe coming into this game, Washington had dropped their last two. There was going to be a challenge defensively because uh, with the three-headed monster that's been killing for the Wizards this, this season with KCP, who's – all of a sudden can't miss threes now because uh let Skyler tell you about his whole time with the Lakers. Uh Bradley Bill and um of course Spencer Dinwiddie who's found who's looking to be back to prime shape coming back from his torn ACL. And then at the at one point Washington just got hot from three and they they couldn't miss. Uh so you just gotta take that lump and just move on. But a two and one week with two wins over Denver as one of the top teams. You can't do nothing but take that. You can't do nothing but applaud the Grizz there. So, there you go. Yep, uh, pretty good week indeed. I think I picked us going one and two, splitting against Denver and losing to Washington. So, glad they uh, did take care of home court, beat Denver twice. Um, key wins because it's a Western Conference opponent. So, tiebreaker scenarios later in the season that comes to play. Um, I don't know if we played the Denver Nuggets three or four times this season. So, we win the season series and we win to uh, beat them one more time. So, that definitely helps going forward. Like I said, taking care of home court and back-to-back games, that's tough to beat the same team back-to-back. I mean, the same week. I mean, what, within two days of each other, Monday and Wednesday. So, man, also still the Nuggets. Uh, solid team. Still got Jokic. Um, great job, Jerry, on defense in the last second of the game on Wednesday. Uh, Keep great defense on Jokic to preserve their victory. And on Monday, uh, I did make a tweet at the time because I was in person at the game, and, you know, you know, we talked about Jaren last week and gave him $105 million. I looked at Michael Porter Jr. and thought, you know, the Nuggets gave him $200 million. Hey, uh, he's doing about less than Jaren, so, you know, it could be worse. <laughs> All right now. Uh, expect both of yeah. them hopefully get it going in the future, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of wonder how people, how Grizz Nation, the part of Grizz Nation that said we should have took Michael Porter Jr., I wonder how they feel now. Now that, I will go to bat for Jaren Jackson Jr. <laughs> but... He still had to Michael Porter Jr. has had a pretty decent career up until the start of this season so far. And <laughs> so has Jaron Jackson Jr. So, like I said, I will. I'll leave that where come, it is. I, exactly. We'll just leave <laughs> it right leave there. Where it is. We'll just leave it right there. <laughs> it's an argument for another day. Let them both get uh get out of their struggling phases before you have their argument. <laughs> but uh, Friday night. Uh, Name this episode Weekend Blues. I don't know what it's about the weekend, these past couple weekends. Uh, Miami last week, uh, couldn't miss from three this Friday. Washington couldn't miss, uh, from three, two anywhere. Um, I think they shot like 72 percent in the first quarter, and that was pretty much from that point forward. They just they just ran out, ran it out on us. So, um, Riz laid the egg. Uh, that's why my name is Mr. 500. Shark is consistent. We are five and four. If they went three, you know, this week, the Mr. 500 shark thing would have dropped. So, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, players of the week, who is your player of this week? 
Um, I would say, you know, I think every there are several different people. I don't think there was anybody consistent throughout the week. Um, but I guess somebody that I would like to give a shout out to, and I'll, I'll make him my Grizz of the week, is Zaire Williams. Uh, he had a really good week, in my opinion, as far as shooting the ball is concerned. I think that may have been – I think he was relatively okay the the Monday night game, but I think it was maybe the Wednesday game where he uh, – where I think the Grizzlies really, really got it going um, from um, from the field, and he had several good threes. So his jumpers looked well. He's looked good. Um, defensively, he looks um, – you know, he looks uh, he looks long. He looks lanky, which is good. Um so I, I'll go with him. He just he's looked um I wouldn't say he's looked every bit of you know the draft pick that we want him to be, but you know, I think we're with players being in and out and him trying to find, you know, his feeding in, you know, in the league, I think he's done well so far. So I'll go with him. That's funny because that was my grids of the week too, and much to your point. Um since that first game, uh, since that game against Golden State, he really shot the ball well from three um these last couple of games. Um he looks like he knows his role and he looks like he wants to buy in. Like even he said it himself. Like if all I got to do is play defense, stand in the corner and make an open three, then by all means, that's what I need to do. And that kind of bodes well going forward for him. And it bodes well going well for the Grizzlies. Um, and my challenge to Zaire Williams is not necessarily try to emulate Desmond Bain, but just kind of see what the Grizzlies have done with him. Cause it was similar with Desmond Bain coming in last season with his rookie season. I, we just need you to make threes, and then as you start to develop, other areas of your game is going to start to open up, and the Grizz will probably find different ways to use your game more. Um, but, yeah, I, I couldn't really find anyone consistent, but I, I definitely would like to highlight Zaire Williams here for that, and I hope they, this whole thing continues. Of course, when Dylan gets back, his minutes are going to drop a little bit, but that's just pretty much expected. But for the time being – I'm glad that he's kind of starting to find his footing, starting to find his way um, in this rotation. So kudos to the rook. Yep, and I top it off. Uh, Zaire was mine. I think just like we like to preach, uh, consistency is key. And throughout this week, I think he was the most consistent player on the team. Uh, honestly, well, I mean, give and take. Of course, John Morant, John Morant. But uh, I just think throughout the three games, uh, Zaire did struggle that first one. That Monday game, uh, he struck. I think he missed a couple like four straight open threes or whatever. But um, he re- he rebounded. That was the key thing with that. He rebounded uh, later in the game, made some plays, and later throughout the week shot the ball better. So uh, for that's what you want to see out of a rookie. Uh, another player who I could just put in a couple. We had a pretty decent week. Uh, just think about the bench. The bench hasn't been good pretty much this whole season. And Tyus Jones. Uh, this is probably his man's best week of the season. So I like to give him some credit. And Cal Anderson, before Friday, uh, the first two games against Nuggets, he had finally kind of turned it around because he had been struggling to start the season as well. Um, Friday laid the egg, but I think the whole team pretty much laid the egg. Uh, so it just leave that. Uh, yeah, I think Kyle, I think Kyle just need he just needed to find his footing and find out what he was gonna do coming off the bench. And that's typically kind of tough, especially if you've started the past two seasons. And then all of a sudden you come in, it's like, okay, you're coming off the bench. Like, we need you to – and he was basically your second playmaker and your best on-ball defender in the starting lineup. So now he's got to try to emulate what he's done in the starting lineup, come, being the first guy for the most part off the bench. And I know, in, of course, starting off at the season has been a struggle up until uh, Wednesday, actually, uh, against the, the second matchup against the Nuggets. 
not going to talk about Friday because the Grizz just laid the egg. Games like that happen all the time where a team just doesn't show up. So you just chalk that up and then just keep it moving. So kudos to the yep. bench. Look at us, all bench players <laughs> for our Grizz of the week. Look at us. Moving mm-hmm. forward. Let's go. Yep. Yeah, another problem with Cal also, I think, is the position. Um, he played better to four. And um, remember, we was trying, they trying to figure out between Brandon Clark, Tillman, should Cal play the three, should he play the four? I think he should be the four, and they got to choose between Clark and Tillman. And right now it's Tillman because, uh, I mean, he's just been playing Belton and Clark when they both have played this season. I forgot what Brandon Clark looks like these days. <laughs> I have, it's been a while since I've seen Brandon Clark out there, man. It's, it's, uh, it's tough. And yeah, I remember last time I saw him. Let me be the first to say because – Tuke has been pushing for this because Tuke was right about this in season one when he said Kyle looks more comfortable at the four. I I have to tend to agree. <laughs> so Tuke, if you're listening, you you was right about Kyle. Kudos to you for that as well. Yep, yep. So this upcoming week we had the Minnesota Timberwolves who have looked pretty uh decent uh this season so far on Monday night at home. Well, you got three game homestand. We got Minnesota first on Monday, Charlotte on Wednesday. Phoenix Suns on Friday, and we know the situation going on with them. Where uh, is their organization? Where everything going on with the owner and Portland's organization? There all this investigation going on around EBA. But uh, and we finish it off Saturday night at the rival Pelicans without Zion Williamson or you know, you know, offensive lineman uh, Zion Williamson over there. But what's y'all record prediction for us this week? Y'all don't get mad at me. We're going three and one. Going three and one, um, we, we've always natural. Well, I won't say always, but I think lately over the past what, year or two, um, the Grizzlies has played much better at home than they do on the road, <laughs> i.e. the Washington Wizards game from this past week. Um, so I, I'll go three and one. I I can definitely see them grabbing the game against the Timberwolves. Um, <sighs> I can definitely see them. I, it's it's the it's between the Hornets game and the Suns game. I'm not sure about which one of those is an L, but whichever one of those is an L, I think the other game they will win. And Lord Jesus, I hope in the hell we can beat the damn Warren <laughs> Pelicans. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go three and one. So let's do this. Give me a win against the Timberwolves. Give me a. Loss against the Hornets. I'll take a dub against the Suns, and I'll take a dub against the Pelicans. Three and one, it is for me. Well, I'm gonna turn to Mr. Shark and, and go 500 here with with a two and two. No, split. don't do that, man. Don't do that, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going with a two and two split. I can see that too, though. The Timberwolves have lost four straight. Um. I think with the exception of the game last week against Denver, which they lost by two, each game has been a double-digit loss for the Timberwolves. You don't want to be that team that breaks that that team breaks their streak against. And I can definitely see Memphis coming out, potentially coming out flat again. But Memphis will probably pull away late. So I'll take the dub against Minnesota here. Um the game that I'm keeping my close eye on actually is the Hornets game because I think um, that matchup between Jaron and Miles Bridges is going to be very interesting. And if Jaron doesn't show up for this game, I, I, I could definitely see 
Charlotte still in this game. So I will give a win against the Timberwolves, a loss to the Hornets, a loss to Phoenix, and then we even it out with a win against the Pelicans. So I have us losing two straight at home before rectifying that we're a win on the road against the Pelicans. Cool, cool. So, Mr. 500 Shark, rest in peace this week. I'm predicting Mr. 500 Shark would be in the grave this week. Give me four and oh. Four. Excuse zero, me? Four. Zero. I'm tired. No the Grizzlies need to break this. I'm I don't want to break out 500 Shark no more. That must be the LA life that you live right now. That's, what, that's, 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 that's the LA water. He he he's he drinking that Los Angeles water or something. Like, I look at the schedule. They should go for enough if we are Agreed. seriously serious. Agreed. About it. Mm-hmm. They, they serious could. about breaking this uh 500 shark Martin Monica. <laughs> uh, like Trevor said, uh, like I said, I said earlier, I know Minnesota started the season well. They have to be on a streak lately on losing streak. So you don't want to be a team that blows that. Uh, I hope the Grizzlies. I, th- I would. I would hope they don't come out flat after what happened Friday night. But you never know. <laughs> no, I said the, the the Grizz got to come out guns blazing. Like they need to smack Minnesota. Like if you're serious about being who you are. Like I'm expecting a double digit win there somehow, some way. I mean, it'll be. That's what it should be. But somehow, I just had this feeling it may be close. Mm-hmm. I mean, a little closer than we want it to be. And Charlotte has been on a little streak lately to uh, losing a couple of games. And, you know, it's been a lot of debates. You know, Ja is on Twitter. He's on social media. He's seen the Ja versus LaMelo, who you would take. Uh, most people have picked Ja, but it's still, I mean, Ja, I, I just know him. He's going to look at the game. He's going to look at LaMelo saying, nah, there ain't no way I'm about to lose that one. So give me the win against Charlotte. Uh, Friday night against Phoenix, um, that's going to be the toughest one. Uh, give me the Grizz, uh, putting up man and Pelicans. Uh, really, I should say three one. We'll lose to Pelicans. We've been out there. I mean, <laughs> they lose to the Pelicans, y'all. It's on the right. That's probably what they're gonna do. I, I'm gonna call in. I'm gonna call in for next week's show. <laughs> we we may not even have to do. We might not even do next week's show if by some chance we lose. Y'all, the I'm gonna tell Pelicans. y'all what I could see happening. I'm gonna tell y'all what, what I, was, I could definitely see happening. I could see them winning against the. Um, the, the Timberwolves, they you know could win saying? against the Hornets, they mm-hmm. could win against the Suns, and I'd be yeah. damned. They would randomly come up in here and <laughs> lose to the freaking Pelicans. The, bro, I would be J- so, pay- hey, be so the, pissed. The JV was going to game, and JV goes to like 30 and 15. Or something, something <laughs> I cut the TV off. We should not lose. No disrespect to JV. We should not lose to a Pelicans team without Zion Wilson and without Brandon Ingram. I'm sorry. Like, there's no way. How long uh, Brandon? How long Brandon Ingram out? I don't know. I, he may be back for that game, but I'm just. The bigger question is, who the hell was that one win against? <laughs> I need to go take a look at that. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna look at that now. But yeah, I'm gonna say four and zero. But I could that three and one seemed like the more likely uh scenario with the Pelicans being the, the one loss, knowing the Grizzlies. Yeah. So but I think one, their one win is against Minnesota. <laughs> Got it. okay, but I think a key thing for if we if we want the the Grizzlies go to three and one like I said or the four and zero that Sarky just mentioned is I think you have to have a uh, a conscious effort from you know multiple players um, on the team whether that's Ja Jaren and 
Tyus Jones, Ja, you know, Desmond Bain and or um Big Steve and them, like I think they're gonna have to get a, a conscious effort on both ends from everybody on the on the team. Because so, uh, another thing that's worried me too is how they've looked defensively. Now, defensively, they were well against the Nuggets. I'll give them that. But there's been some games here this season they've given up, you know, 110, 115, 120 points, and that's not good in the NBA. So they're going to have to be really good offensively, but they're going to have to even be better defensively. Yep, yep, totally agree there. But there go our picks. 4-0, 3-1, Put it down, mark it up. We'll see what we're looking like next week. Um, so remember, uh, follow us at uh, starting five, number five, MEM. Follow Greasy Bear Blues at SB, SBN, uh, Greasy, SBN <laughs> Grizzlies on Twitter. Uh, remember uh, to follow me at the one underscore P Shark. I'm at underscore Scully on Twitter. Nothing's changed. As you said, nothing's changed. Of still a preposition. I am at the Art of Trevor. And I'm officially starting the campaign for the Desmond Bain Most Improved Player campaign. I'm starting a campaign here on this show today. And the difference between him and Kyle last year, I think he had a legit shot because uh, he's going to score enough points. Uh, well, we'll see what happens when Dylan Brooks get back and start taking uh, some of those shots. But <laughs> Desmond Bain will actually fit the category. You know, Kyle, the only reason he wasn't like truly a candidate was most time most improved jumps to like 20, 20 some points type of deal. So Justin Bain probably could be close to that. Yeah. And plus there was no the Knicks were winning. There was I don't yeah, think too. there was no way you was not gonna pick Julius Randle last season. But yeah. I am starting a campaign. Destin Bain for MIP. MIP watch. Yep. And not John Moran. I saw some John Moran stuff for MIP and they don't uh, I guess it makes sense. I don't know. No, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> If you, if you, it's basically you're just, I mean, if your scoring increases or whatever, I get it, but it's like you're maintaining, but you're just different aspects of your game is improving. Like, of course, you want to improve from year to year, but if you're already at an all star level and you just do something different, but still at all star level, that's not really considered most improved. Like, most improved is like if you're in like a six man role and you're just like killing it in that role or you make the jump to the starting lineup and like Julius Randle had, like he went from like what 15 and nine to like 20 and 10 when he got to the Knicks uh, last season, like something like that. Like John Morant will be in a conversation for MVP for most valuable player, not most improved player. Like let's, let's, let's chill on that. Yep. Like I predicted in the beginning of the season, but still got a lot of season left. Uh, remember, uh, we've got other podcasts listed on the network, 3D Podcast, the Core 4 Podcast, GBB Live, and the Long View. We'll all be out throughout the weeks as well. But till next time, go Grizz. Go Grizz.